so you are in this um, process of being in school and it sounds like you're very much like coming into your own, especially it sounds like with the help of your partner, but you haven't otherwise really sort of become vocal with your sexuality. Is that right? Correct. So Absolutely. It sounds like very much like it's been identified and it's like, like not even a question. You're like, yes, this is who I am. But right, that hasn't right. quite been broadcast. It's been broadcast internally, but not as much externally. Right. Absolutely. So right. when I reference the, you know, so like the rebirth that I had in like abroad in my travels, that I came back and sort of regressed a little bit. And I think that's important to say too. Right. Is that I regressed a little bit in the way that I, that, that I realized was a safety sort of mm-hmm. mechanism that sort of made me sort of look at the way that I was going to sort of navigate how I was going to sort of come out of this right. here right. with my close friends, right. with my family. You know, it's it's easier, as tough as it was, let's say if it, like, it was like an 8 out of 10 in toughness to come out and do my thing in Bahamas. It was very tough. Right. But here, it, it had all of the, the it's like a 15 out of 10 well just because it was like all these like people that i needed to like now have these conversations with yeah. i had yeah. nothing to lose you know in in, in right. the bahamas because like, you didn't you weren't connected you didn't know people like, i yeah. i didn't yeah. invest in our relationships yeah. and yeah. you know what if people weren't cool with it like it was no skin off my back in fact i didn't yeah. even realize it because i thought that everybody but the point was is that like i, I there was no investment there was no yeah. emotional yeah. investment so then, you know, you come back and I've got like all of these like emotional investments from, you know, as close as my family, you know, my parents and then my really close friends and and then back into these systems of like the like a really a really like heteronormative like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, sort of system that you're that you're navigating. Yeah, I, I appreciate that you say that because um <clears throat> any any kind of emotional journey or, or emotional context like there's ebbs and flows right there's it's not always like linear and this great story and everything's yeah. like awesome no. all the time it's like sometimes yeah. it's awesome and other you know other times it's really not and it's yeah. and it just kind of goes in that sequence continually right yeah always that's I, just life yeah absolutely yeah. i always yeah. say that you know what it's like one of my favorite things to say and talk to people about is like like the like life is just ever changing from mm. moment to moment. Like yeah. the way that we're even having this conversation is going to like, you can go in so many different directions. Like we would, we could have sat down and said, well, let's just like, you know, pick a few things that we'd like to chat about. Yeah. But even then, like just this organic change that just sort of mm-hmm. is inevitable and just mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. And that's so, yeah. And you're right. And that's really important is that like, even when I was like living the time of my life in the Bahamas, like there were really tough moments. There were really yeah. tough challenges yeah, and barriers that like I came across. So th- there's all of it all the time. Um, so now I'm back and uh, like I'm wrapping up school mm-hmm. um, and sort of living two lives and completely exhausted and I'm working part time and, um, you know, then so... I finally graduate and, um, and, and sort of life carries on. And then a few things happen though. Cause at this point, let's say, I think I went into school at 23 and then our program at George Brown is what, like three years, three years. Yep. So yeah. So 23 and then, so let's say like 26, 27. So 26 now, right. Is now I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm graduating and, um, 
So I, I have a really great opportunity to start my professional career. Right. And everything is going so well in my life. Um, but I'm still really like far away from um, my family, my really close mm-hmm. friends. You know, people are people are starting to like wonder, like, you know, like, like, what's up with me? I sort right. of disappeared. Right. And, and I knew that those challenges were just going to get a lot more, you know, difficult to sort of like hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it, I, again, so I think around 26 or 27, I decided that I was going to slowly start coming out to um, some of my closest friends. Right. And, um, and it was great. It was okay. great. They were great. Um, I think, you know, I, I think I think what ends up happening for a lot of people is that you just become exhausted and you're so tired of of making sure that your your T's are crossed and yeah. your I's are dotted yeah. and you're like, you know, you're just trying not to get caught, you right. know, like being out with your partner, you know, and having to explain. But I, I just as the years passed in twenty six and twenty seven um, I, I just knew that I was super exhausted and I just surrendered to it all. And I thought, you know, it was part of my plan actually is that I thought that I wanted some sort of like an education and, um, some, some clearer direction to go with mm-hmm. my life, mm-hmm. right. um, that I would be safe enough. Should I just be, um, like out ostracized uh, from your community and your friends and family. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. Completely yeah. like yeah. cut off yeah. from everyone. I just knew that like I needed like a like you know like a backup plan. Like a plan B that I was plan just, B, yeah. yeah. And and so um I think that sort of like motivated, you know, my decision to start coming out at 26 27. Right. Cuz you're like I got this locked in, so <sighs> and you know who you are. Yeah. So and so you're really kind of about it. you're kind of like <clears throat> It would be a significant loss, but on a personal level and in relation to your own identity and especially sexual identity, you have gained so much. So you're right. That sounds like you're like, you have that strength and you have Mm -hmm. that vulnerability, Mm -hmm. but you feel despite this vulnerability and the possibility of it not going the way that you would hope that you are still sort of like aligned for success. Right. Or, or ready for success. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. At, at, as much, yeah, the armor that one would have at like 26 even. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Like, You're still very much a young person. Oh, it's a soft armor. Yeah. It's like, it's like a baby <laughs> turtle when the yeah. shell is still soft. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, but you're absolutely right. There, Like there was enough... There was more on my table at that point that I that I understood that I would be okay if mm-hmm. everyone in my life decided to be like, like this is not cool with us and they were gonna completely cut me off. Right. Because you know what? That's where my mind went first. Like, of let's course, just be right? clear. Of course. Like, that is where my mind went. It's first. not a it's not a common reaction to just be like, um, to it, sort in, of yeah, in any conflict, like you yeah. just your your brain goes to the worst the worst case, case. scenario, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like I would I would be curious to know if it's just an extension of that i that survival mode idea, right? Is if you're like, if I picture the absolute worst, I'll be prepared for it, mm-hmm. and 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 you don't get thrown off guard in a way you sort of protect yourself that way, survival right? Survival mode, yeah, totally. survival mode. So, mm-hmm. um, so this is very interesting because it's very much like this amalgamation of. Um, you know, you we seem to be emphasizing a bit more of like your sort of personal life in that aspect of it, but it also seems to be running um, quite strongly parallel with the child and youth care aspect of things, and right. that and that, right. um, you know, uh, something you said um, 
earlier sort of like uh, off camera, quote unquote, yeah. uh, away from the microphone was just the idea that, you know, you, you really feel that being totally candid and having a level of vulnerability in, in relaying your experiences right. is so fundamental and so helpful for someone who is potentially a teenager at the point that you were at at least approximately, right? Mm-hmm. And so I am only assuming that whether consciously or not, like in and around this time, you must have felt that like, I know I like to help people, but more than anything, the way that I would like to help people mm-hmm. would be this population mm-hmm. who needs to hear mm-hmm the information and the stories and experiences that I didn't really get to hear that like as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what would have been missing. So I'm sure that for like, was that when you're in school and especially like when you're um, maybe with your partner or when you're like graduating and things like that, were you, were you thinking about that? Were you like, I'm going to take this education and like a big, a big thing that I want to do is kind of be like, um, be quite vocal, but also be like quite um, educational with like young gay youth. Like, was that like a part of what you were thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Right. Yeah, I suppose on a subconscious level, like I knew that this, that I was going to work with a vulnerable population right, right out of the gate. Right. And however they showed up to me was the way that I was going to learn to then engage with them. Okay. So I think that a, a, a couple of things are is that because of my let's say my initial practicum and then job at St. Joe's Hospital I had an opportunity to work then with a mental health uh, focused okay. population mm-hmm. and then my opportunity my very lucky opportunity and both of them and grateful opportunity uh, to work at Central Toronto Youth Services where I'm currently at now right provided me to then start to begin to grow with populations that struggles with, with that struggled with mental health right initially right yeah. my 26 27 year old self at that point still didn't have the knowledge that everything overlaps everything everything sort of like mm-hmm. it is a, a direct consequence of each other's existence right like mental health and someone trying to come out Right. You know, someone's mm-hmm. struggling with their sexual orientation. I can only articulate that now. Yeah. Because going back again. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh like, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. imagine the, the depression when I talked about being in a dark cloud, mm-hmm. you know, and this very, like, dark places. Depression. Yeah. I was depressed. I was yeah. depressed. I, I, I fit, like, the, the textbook, like, the, the MSC, like, the, 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 the criteria for... Like what it means to be depressed, you know, but it was because of my sexual orientation. I was struggling with my sexual orientation. So now I know this now, but, and I'm ever so grateful because, so when I had an opportunity to start my career and I was very lucky, I got a job right out of the gate on both ends. Right. Um, And then I had an opportunity to start my career. Right. So, um, and then as time passed, I learned that there are so many layers and complexities to what it means to have a mental illness. Right. You know, it's, it's not so black and white. There are all these like experiences that happen for people that contribute to this mental illness. Yeah. We have a definition of whatever is happening, but you know, we go, we go beyond that. The context is important always. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, from the moment the person is born. Right out of the gate. Yeah. What's your life at the moment mm-hmm. you come out mm-hmm. is going to sort of determine 
or impact the way that your mental health is going to like yeah one hundred percent and come to life yeah um throughout throughout the the episode so far you've been talking a lot about resources or lack thereof mm-hmm. um do you think that's changed at all in the context of this system of of child and youth work or or do you think it hasn't changed or or what would you like to see in regards to availability and access to resources for young people? Mm-hmm. I think that it has changed. The trends have definitely changed over mm-hmm. the years. I right. think that there's a lot of different um, literature and research that is going into the way that we're looking at mental illness now and the complexities and all the, diff- the layers, the multifaceted layers that exist within mental illness. Right. We're looking at trauma. Mm. We're like just now discovering the way that like trauma is passed through our, our DNA. Yeah. You know, Generational. like, yeah. yeah. Intergenerational trauma, like mm-hmm. right out of the gate. Like yeah. you were yeah. born with that anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So these are all the discoveries that are happening. And because of all of this sort of literature that's coming, you know, to fruition now, it's being, that's being, uh, created. Um, it's definitely makes it a lot easier to have these resources at our fingertips. Right. However, that being said, that's, you know, this is literature that exists that maybe we can touch on uh, with regards to perhaps what's happening for oneself. You can go through a criteria. Mm-hmm. You can see, mm-hmm. you know, a list of symptomology that might sort of like reflect what's happening for you. However, the resources that that lack or resources that exist for people in these communities that are outside of the city right yeah that are available for folks to access there's there's no real physical spaces that exist the same way that they did at one time and even the way that they existed at one time are not the way that they need to exist today because that's even ever evolved but that's a whole other show but these physical spaces with these very much physical people that exist in these spaces mm-hmm. that 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 need to uh, connect with people that's what there's a lack of that's right. what we're not seeing too right many. you know politically like our our sort of the political climate now and and um the government that's making all of these decisions and we're seeing that you know the, the way that they can impact these different resources mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that they're going to and you know that 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 essentially contribute to the way that a whole generation will grow up yeah you know right, thinking right. a particular way um you know the 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 lack of information that will be available to them so that they can then sort of pursue like where to go you know for support mm-hmm. Anyway, and then again, that's a whole other direction and conversation, but this is where we're at. So the resources exist. There's a language that's out there that Mm -hmm. one could get, Mm -hmm. you know, that one could get sort of like somewhat of an understanding of like what's happening for them through Google. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. great. The internet. Yeah. But at the same time. The physical space is lacking. Right. That's a good point. So where do you got to go now that I want to like move on to stage two? Yeah. I've identified something. And that's the thing, right? Right. Because so much of this job as a child and youth worker too is connecting youth with things and with spaces and with resources and with people and you know that might have a better uh skill set or lived experience to deal with certain situations in yourself yeah right Right. yeah um i think that there's something to be said too about like the physical space and mm -hmm. a physical interaction i think will as much as we can benefit from like this information being readily available through the internet and from like you know let's say there's like a blog or like a youtube video someone can sort of 
see um, even someone like yourself, like everything that you've said for this podcast episode, like this is this will be information that's like available, for, right, right? right? Exactly. Right, right, right. Um, and yet at the same time, there you you know, ain't nothing like the real thing, you know. So it's like that's mm-hmm. where your point about the the lack of physical space really makes sense because it's sort of like the a, a true connection with someone in order for it to be like palpable and tangible. I, I would say like to a point just kind of has to be like physical, you know, like, mm-hmm. like rather like you're in the space with someone you're, you're sort of seeing when you see someone speak, you can truly see their, how they emote and, and, right. and, and their general demeanor and things like that. Like that's right. all like so important with like, I think the experience and with the education, you know, right. because again, flipping back, it's like a part of what you highlight as being so beneficial with being vulnerable and with being candid is it's real Mm -hmm. and someone really gets a sense of that realness when they're when they're there in a space hearing you talk right so further to your point but i mean would you feel as though um like at least in some capacity uh, the agency the ctys that you're working at that would ideally be represent sort of what we're talking about, right? Like it's like a physical space, right? And you're, and you're there and your experiences and you sharing your experiences is welcomed Mm -hmm. from staff and, and, and youth alike. Right. Um, and so, I mean, that, that's great that you can at least, um, along this journey, like that, that's a part of what you do, that you are a part of a physical space that provides these experiences and education for these youth, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, you bring up a really good point. So like this is it. So imagine that someone listens to this podcast, is inspired, and decides that, wow, like now I need a resource to connect with. So move on to that stage, and guess what? There's either a very long wait list to get into right. yeah. whatever agency that you need or you know some whatever intervention that one needs, um, or that then there isn't any sort of space that exists yeah. anymore. Yeah, you know, right. So yeah, it's yeah, it's equally important to have these spaces so that young people can then sort of be part of a world that 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 just feels right for them. Uh-huh. There's representation, yeah. you know, there's diversity. It's not a one size fits all, for you sure. know, it's not like people can go into these like mainstream settings if we're going to talk about the academic mainstream setting and just assume that everybody learns the same. Yeah. You know, and so these types these these alternative type of environments need to exist so that they could accommodate folks. So if I were to focus on my scope of practice, that they have an equal opportunity to sort of ingest, you know, the, the education and receive support for their mental health and then have an opportunity to 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 safely do that to to safely be in a space where they can then be vulnerable and communicate what's yeah. happening for them so that they can then flourish in this world just like everybody else cuz yeah. guess what they don't fit in a mainstream school yeah you know right. equity well equity said. is like yeah well, very well said Ian. thanks um well you know what on that note uh thank you so much for for hanging out and chatting with mm. us um Thank you for being candid and, and thank you for the work that you do. Because again, like uh, as we, we preface at the top of the show, like we, we see your impact. We see how you work with yeah. people and we see the result of that. And it's it's hopeful and it, it brings joy to so many people. And it's just so, it's, it's a great story. It's a great story. And it's so thank good you. to have you here, man. Hey, yeah. thank you. And I yeah. really appreciate it. I just yeah. want, if I could add something to, is that being part of your music group, mm. guys, like the way that the young folks are, are excited to be part of your your group and the way that you guys also like run your group 
it's great to also be on the other end and to watch you guys in action too. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, because that's, you. you know, similarly, it's like sort of our way that we feel that we can kind of give back and Amen. like, you know, maybe we're not specifically talking about um, uh, something that a youth might be going through. Right. But for us, we just recognize how important like music is just in general. Right. Um, and so for us to be able to kind of hopefully like just provide some escape. Right. 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 Like, so. I think you guys are providing the pulse mm. that people look for to just mm. feel good again. Yeah. Right. You guys, that's it. And You're actually, that pulse. one final thing I was going to say, too. It's like so great. I remember seeing your little Polaroid photo mm-hmm. hanging so by like the oh, staff. Yeah. 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 I know. And I All remember the kids seeing love it. And it yeah. says, Ian, yeah. it says, I'm so. I'm so proud to be gay. I it's think so. Something or, like that. Yeah, yeah, my colleague asked me, she's like, well, what's something really exciting? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just something that you're really happy about. And I said, you know, I'm really happy that I'm gay. Yeah. So I don't know what it reads to, but all of the young people, and since then has been this really cool, it's acted like this really great icebreaker. Mm-hmm. So that young people sort of some come to me and say, hey, you're the guy that says like he's really happy about being gay. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm the gay dude. <laughs> No, but so, this, it, yeah. it like so perfectly ties in like all of this, everything we talked about, I think like who yeah. you are as a person and, and like what you represent and especially what, what you represent in the context of like um, child and youth care work and things like that. Like, you know, I am sure that if there were an adolescent who's in that space, who in some capacity is maybe experiencing similar types of things that you would have experienced at that same age mm-hmm. for them to walk in and see a Polaroid of someone who is like mm-hmm. so clearly saying like, I'm gay. I'm happy with that. I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud and so happy about it. That that's my caption on Amen. my photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. That was my goal. That's this such a beautiful thing. And that was what I noticed. I was like, that's so cool. I was like, I don't even know who this person is, but the fact that they wrote that is cool. The fact right. that the, there's the physical, um, like the space is allowing that, let's just say, right? Yeah, like there's room so. for it. Yeah, totally. Right. And then yeah. also that now it's funny for us, like mm-hmm. however many weeks later to be like, oh, it's our homie Ian who we get to <laughs> yeah, see yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. that's you, right? And yeah. That worked out really well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. I look forward to my, you guys. So Monday evenings, yeah, like yeah. they're just so much more easy to, to, it's a blast. to go to. We, we have a blast. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. So, but thanks again. That's, uh, it's super rad to uh, to be talking with you. We really hey, appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, it's yeah. Super fun. Nice. Mobile Arts Programming, or MAP for short, brings the recording experience to you. If your agency or organization is interested in exploring the positive outcomes of writing and recording music, please visit our website at mobileartsprogramming.com.